This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. They're the first line of defense against corruption and other crimes. Men and women inside organizations, businesses and government who risk their careers and their lives to blow the whistle. Whistleblowers face several challenges, including public vilification, hardly the type of environment that'll encourage others to come forward. But now they're finding support from people with first-hand knowledge of the challenges they face providing them the support they need to stand their ground. Our country's recent history has been written and rewritten by whistleblowers. But in speaking out, they risk losing their jobs, their families, and sometimes even their lives. In the pursuit of truth, they're often vilified, treated as outcasts and villains by elements of the very society they try to protect. Snitch, rat, impimpi, zembe. Just some of the insults directed at the people who are among the country's bravest. So what happens to whistleblowers when the dust eventually settles? got to the point of where dying was easier. It's been five years since we first told her story and Bianca Goodson is still fighting to get her life back. I became unemployable, so I almost lost my house. I got divorced, couldn't get a job. And then there's the smear campaigns and I was labeled a disgruntled employee and it was absolutely horrible. It was 2015. Revelations were breaking around allegations of corruption on a grand scale. Bianca had uncovered a plot at the financial firm she worked for to steal billions of rands from state-owned ESCOM. Turns out that they were affiliated to the Guptas. Goodson's revelations were among the first to reveal a complex patronage network in which private business interests had captured elements of the state. At its centre were the notorious Gupta brothers. At the time of state capture, you couldn't even go to the police. You, you wake up one morning and you can trust going to the shops. And then the next morning, you drive to the shops, but you're looking if people are following you. And she wasn't alone. Others were in the fight of their lives too. Cynthia Stimple's world was thrown into disarray after taking a stand against corruption while group treasurer at South African Airways. But far from being rewarded for blocking a dodgy multi-million rand financing deal like so many others, she was ostracized and eventually fired. She was gagged from speaking publicly, but was eventually able to tell her side of a bitter story at the Zondo Commission of Inquiry, established in 2018 to investigate state capture. I was unable to speak at the disciplinary hearing or the CCMA. 
And um, so that gave me my voice to be able to speak my story. Bianca also testified. And I had to stand by my evidence and say, I was the person who signed this. I was the person who did this. And after that, the years that followed, I became a walking affidavit. Both women made what are known as protected disclosures, shielding them from unfair repercussions, at least in theory. But that didn't spare them the public attacks that followed, with some questioning whether they too were criminals. Despite being highly qualified, they were isolated, spurned, jobless. I didn't realize that trying to do the right thing for your country was traumatic. I mean, I still suffer from PTSD. It it was a horrible, horrible, horrible experience. Left in the lurch, with little or no help from the state they tried to rescue, they took matters into their own hands. Following the commission of inquiry, many whistleblowers found themselves at a loss. Everything that had led up to them testifying made it hard to try and figure out what the future holds. That's when Whistleblower House was founded. It became so clear that there was a need in society for an institution that could actually provide that support. And I just got frustrated at how so many business people want to help whistleblowers, but don't have the mechanism to help whistleblowers. Bianca thought, who better to understand whistleblowers than other whistleblowers? After the trauma of the Zonda Commission, she believed their shared experience could be harnessed for change. And she found a kindred spirit in former SARS head and fellow whistleblower Ivan Pillay. He'd been forced from his job by a sustained political and media campaign falsely claiming he'd been part of a rogue investigating unit. He and Bianca had a shared vision for a space in which whistleblowers could find sanctuary. Two years ago, they registered Whistleblower House as a non-profit organization. And surprisingly, although we had no funding at the time, we started getting whistleblower requests and people started looking for help. Far from being an actual bricks and mortar building, the NPO is an online portal offering assistance and support. Anything from financial and legal advice to counseling. An organization for whistleblowers by whistleblowers. Stimple joined the cause, becoming CEO. In that first month, we already had over 20 whistleblowers coming to us. To date, we've got over 160 whistleblowers. So we're supporting from finding them psychological support. Some we've provided um, security and safety, either upgrade the security or B, they stay in a safe home. Funding comes from donors determined to join the fight against corruption. Their support has been steady rather than a deluge. Today, I'm very happy to say that we, in total we receive 7 million, which is 10% of what we actually need. Benteron is a certified fraud examiner and joined the NPO just months after it was set up. While not an actual house, its door is always open via an online application. What we do is we provide legal advice before you want to blow the whistle so that you understand how to do it. And secondly, after you've blown the whistle, your rights must be protected both with law enforcement agencies as well 
with a company that you work for. What did you say are some of the difficulties that are faced by whistleblowers? There should be no retaliation once you're a whistleblower. The Protected Disclosure Act is supposed to protect the whistleblower, but it doesn't. And while they navigate complex legal matters that can often take years to resolve, the House offers what it calls survival funding. They can just pay their lights and water accounts or their children's school fees or, or put food on the table. And donors unable to assist with hard cash support in other areas. Battling to find new jobs and families not too keen to put their lives at risk. The price for doing the right thing is far too high. And that's just for those who survive. Who can forget those who paid with their lives? It's often said that, unlike in the movies, real heroes don't wear capes. And Babita Diokoran was certainly heroic. Babita Diokoran is a name large in our country's battle against the corrupt. She's an inspiration to those who refuse to be silenced, prepared to sacrifice all in the pursuit of what's right. But hers is a cautionary tale too, a reminder to other whistleblowers of what's at stake. Nine shots in broad daylight. Babita Diokaran stood no chance. She red-flagged procurement irregularities at the Gauteng Department of Health, and within three weeks, she was murdered. Babita did the right thing. She raised her hand. She said, there are suspicious transactions here. The direct supervisor did nothing. And she was murdered. One of the first 160 people signing up with Whistleblower House, Patricia Mashale, is still anxious about her safety. We met at a location we've been asked to keep secret. I must stay where I am. I'm afraid of getting assassinated because of the several attempts on my life. Even more alarming than the assassination attempts are the people likely to be behind them. Patricia lost her job and was forced into hiding after blowing the whistle on senior members of the police. I told myself that I am going to name them and I'm, st- I'm still busy up until today. Whistleblower House proved to be Patricia's salvation when there was nowhere left to turn. So the Whistleblower House helped me with a grant to pay for accommodation. Uh, they are currently now helping me with um, a legal representative. They really came through for me. Despite damning whistleblower testimony and the Zondo Commission's own findings, those accused of state capture are yet to face the consequences. As she waits for the wheels of justice to slowly turn, if they ever do, Bianca is conquering her demons and rebuilding her life. Whistleblowing isn't a moment. It's, a, it's, it's like it changes your life. And the lessons of her journey will surely benefit those now gathered in Whistleblower House. Speaking up against wrongdoing can be life-altering, forcing individuals on a long journey of hardship, intimidation and fear. 
The support offered by Whistleblower House is therefore vital in ensuring those fighting for the truth continue to be protected. For more info on this organization, you can visit whistleblowerhouse.org. Thanks for listening. Why not share Carte Blanche, the podcast, with family and friends, even those living overseas? They can find us on Spotify and all major platforms.